This episode is titled Current Events in 9-11 with Cody, a.k.a. QuickDraw1025. Part 2. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this 9-11 shit. Yeah, get into 9-11. Just, 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 just take, us, take us down the wormhole and then we'll go from there. So, so back in the back in the day, um, this had to be okay. So I graduated. Okay, so two thousand five. So this had to be around two thousand seven. Yeah, around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I was presented an opportunity, which you know, like I said earlier, I love to do, to give a presentation, and it, I think it was a thirty-minute presentation. And obviously, in college, that's a long time. You're like thirty minutes. Right. Like, what am I going to present it on? I was already a person that, you know, had a mindset on, on what's going on with, with, you know, the government. But long story short, I, I did a presentation at that time on the conspiracies behind 9-11. Now, again, for everybody watching, and me and Kyle, and Kyle had said this and, and his, his um, announcements before this, we're not taking anything away from what happened with 9-11. That is not, that is not our, our, our jurisdiction. We're just, we, we, we truly feel for everybody that had an individual pass away during that and any families that were involved and firefighters and what they're dealing with now, we're not going down that road. This is just conjecture. We're just spreading some information that, you know, we kind of think is important, especially with what we're dealing with in today's society. So I want everybody to be very clear on that. Um, those those 3,000 people lost is, or over 3,000 people is, is, is something we'll never forget. So just everybody just know that that's watching this. Um, but I did do a presentation and spent, I think, like six months of research. And there was a lot of things that transpired. So I want to go step by step on, on some certain things and, and Kyle wants you to, you know, chime in here on some, some of this, some of these aspects. One of the biggest things that I, that I found that nobody really wants to talk about is the, the planes flying into the, the world trade center, obviously burned jet fuel as soon as they crashed. Right. Nobody talks about the steel that was used in the World Trade Center. I mean, they do, but they're they're trying to portray it as something else. So the seal that was used in the World Trade Center, and it's actually on my phone, so I gotta look it up on here because I'm using my phone. Um, the seal, I think it was A, I think it was A36 or something like that. The steel that was used, its melting point was like 2,800 degrees, okay? And I know you're looking it up right now. The steel that we used in the World Trade Center was a specific steel that could basically surpass anything. And most people were going to say that, well, it was weakened. Now, that specific steel can start to weaken at around 650 degrees, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that. <clears throat> the problem is, is that jet fuel only lasts at a certain degree. Its max temperature, I think, is like 1,500 degrees, if I'm correct. 
but it's constant burning temperature is way less than that, correct? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the problem is with that is that even if that max temperature lasted for a period of time, it would take a lot to weaken that steel. Now imagine how thick the steel was, guys. You're talking about a 120-story building. How thick that steel is. That plane crashing in sure is going to take out some take out some beams. We know that. But in order for that jet fuel, that jet fuel is going to burn off pretty quick. And it's just going to be regular fire. That A36 steel, I think it was A36 steel, that A36 steel is going to have to burn at a constant, te constant temperature melting point of, here it is, melting point. A36 steel melting point is around 1,426 degrees to 1,538 degrees Celsius, which is 2,600 degrees to 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. So in order for that to melt, it would take a lot more than jet fuel to do that. Like four times, yeah, because four times jet, jet, jet fuel basically like kerosene, right? Which is five, six hundred, yeah. Right. So now I know the arguments that they say, well, you know, it doesn't have to burn at that constant temperature to melt it. It can weaken it at, you know, let's say 700 degrees. Sure, I agree with that too. But when you're talking about jet fuel burning, jet fuel is not going to burn for a long period of time. It's going to burn. But the fact of the matter is <clears throat> you're talking when it flew into the side of a building, a 120 story building, 110 story building, that jet fuel exploded. Majority of it exploded and evaporated. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're kind of taking out some beams there and what's what, you know, whatever. But that constant temperature is going to be much, much lower than that constant high melting point. Now, like I said, that melting point is not the consideration. The, the point of structurally sound is what's important, which is around, let's say, 700 degrees, I believe it is around 650, 700 degrees. That jet fuel is not gonna last long enough to make that, those beams become that weak, right? Right, or, or if it was, it would maybe for that floor, maybe a few floors above, a few floors below. What would weaken all of these steel beams simultaneously? That's where we get into another scenario, right? I understand that there could be a possibility. Let's say there could be a possibility that that plane flew in, the jet fuel burned, and it weakened all of those beams at that level. Fair enough. Now we get into another conversation of, I have never seen a building in history, in the history of collapses, I don't care how big it is, but especially with the amount of structural beams that supported these two twin towers. If anybody looks at the collapse of these buildings, how in the hell did it collapse within itself? Because what should have happened was this. It, it collapses down and then it topples over. It's right. not destroy every level as it goes. That's a physically impossible and any scientists or any of these people that are trying to debunk this i'm sorry to tell you they're wrong 
It's never happened in the history of buildings because if you even see explosions of buildings, they don't even fall that way. They fall to right. the Controlled demolitions don't even fall that way. So open it up to, to you on that. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things with this is, you know, you're talking about the controlled demolition, you know, and a lot of the stuff is so suppressed now that you can't find it. But people were first responders were saying that they heard explosions going off. Why would they hear explosions going off after the after it had already hit? Um, explosions coming from the basement. Why would there be explosions coming from the basement? And the other thing, too, is, you know, I think a few weeks prior, there was elevator contractors working on elevators in the building. Very, very interesting. Very, very suspect. Um, the biggest thing for me, and, you know, I, I, have the, I have the shirt right here that not a lot of people talk about either, is the third World Trade Center building, Building 7, which was a mile away, maybe half a mile. I don't know. I don't know the exact coordinates. But in the evening, so this happened right in the morning, in the morning, right? Morning, afternoon. Four or five in the afternoon, this Building 7, World Trade Center Building 7, do, 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 literally controlled demolition, literally controlled demolition. The, 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 the owner of it said that they took the building down specifically. So, you know, when you talk about coincidence and, and reason and theory, if that building was rigged for demolition, could the other ones have been rigged for demolition as well? Because you look at the free fall speed and how, like you said, how they fell on, on themselves. It, it stands the reason that if one was controlled demolition, the other two were as well. Well, <clears throat> and that's, that's and and that and the 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 leaseholder took out terrorism insurance several months before, right? You you know this, <laughs> yeah. and 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 he fought it fought tooth and nail, and I don't think he ever fully got what he wanted, but he fought tooth and nail with the insurance companies, saying that it was not just one terrorist attack. It was two terrorist attacks. So pay me double. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So, so what's funny about that is <clears throat> there's some other aspects I want to bring, bring, bring to light here. Um, but I will say in terms of the insurance factor, I think it's very ironic that <laughs> I just looked this up today just to see what I could find on the whole insurance part of it. Of course, who is the fact checkers? Snopes. Snopes are the fact checkers, right? And Snopes said, um, it's half true and half false. Okay. Well, if you took an insurance policy out on the Twin Towers two months before, that's fact. You can't say it's half true and half false when it actually happened. That's the problem with fact checkers, people. They're going to convince you of something. Even though it's true, they're going to say, well... This is true, but it was because of this. No, it's still true. It's still right. a and, and the coincidence and the quin and so like it's it's when you talk about coincidences, and this is where coincidence and conspiracy join together because a coincidence on its own is a coincidence. But when you have several coincidences at the same time, that is a conspiracy, right? That's like a flock, it's like a flock of seagulls but it's a flock of coincidences becoming a, a conspiracy. So the other one, the, the, the other part of that too is not only did he get out an insurance policy uh, for terrorism insurance on the building, but most days 
he would or, or or most days he would the, the the leaseholder he would spend time um having breakfast or having morning coffee or something in the building that day but another that, coincidence that, that day he had a doctor's appointment he conveniently had a doctor's appointment when he should have when he should have been in the in the building it's really you know there you go so two coincidences right off the bat he had the terrorist insurance and he just so happened to not be there on the exact day but I, th- I think there, there was something you brought up earlier that, that I wanted to bring up that is, is equivalent to that. There's always things that nobody wants to talk about, especially from the federal government. Um, and yes, Big Bizzle, there are no coincidences. There's something that's very interesting that you brought up that has always resonated light to the situation to me. There were about, I think it was two to three weeks of things going on within the World Trade Center where there were specific stairwells and floors and hallways closed off the weeks leading up to the Twin Towers explosion or uh, terrorist attack. Sorry, don't want to say explosion. Never forbid I get fucking canceled. Um, <laughs> um, but there were these things that led up to that, right? And these are actually factual things that you can find. There were people that were in there, and I don't know if the names are released or whatever, but they were there closing off floors, closing off stairwells, closing off elevators, all of these things. Then all of a sudden the terrorist attacks happened. Now, if anybody really looks up, and if you haven't, I'm sure most of you people watching this um, podcast have probably seen it. If you watch the collapse of the first tower, and watch it very closely in high resolution. You will notice that when the tower, right before it starts to collapse, about every, I think it was every, I think it was every like five floors, you see before the collapse even happened during that. So it was almost like the floors were being destroyed as the collapse was happening. Because if anybody understands how a building is collapsed, it never falls on top of itself. And I I hate hearing some of these people say, well, because it was used with this type of steel and it was so heavy on top, it just collapsed everything underneath, bullshit. This is steel that's meant to control fucking hurricanes, category five hurricanes. It's 120 stories tall. It is not meant to have a collapse and everything collapse underneath of it. You cannot convince me otherwise. You're gonna have a lot of people say that, but the reality is, is that building should have never collapsed the way it did, where it just went boop, 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 and just collapsed within itself. If anything, the top, the, those top floors where the, where the explosion was right here should have went boop, boop, and, then, and then slowly fell. That's common sense. It didn't do it that way. It literally collapsed floor by floor and disintegrated into a fucking rubble. That is absolute bullshit that they said that any, anything other than that. Now, um, I'm sorry, Kyle, go ahead. If you have anything to say. Yeah. J- just a few kind of interesting things about it. Uh, some, some notes that I took down here. So a few websites for, for people listening. Um, if you want to, check out more info on themselves there's two websites that i've been i've been looking at one of them is called 911pilots.org and it's a conglomeration of of pilots 
And you'll see they have a bunch of interviews with pilots all around the world talking about the, the, the literal impossibility of, of these things happening. And this kind of gets into another conspiracy about what they call the uninterruptible autopilot system. So this is, a, this is um, where they're saying basically the trajectory of a plane coming out of the sky to hit the Twin Towers had to be done at such an angle that if you were off by a hair one way or the other, you would have completely missed it. Oh, we're supposed to believe that um, 19 hijackers who had flown these smaller engine Cessna planes, right? Like the, like the ones you see puddle jumping, like, like, you know, taking drugs to like, like Scarface kind of style, right? Taking drugs and stuff back and forth from Columbia, those kind of planes, like those are the kind of planes that we're told that the hijackers had practiced on. And now they're flying these huge 747, 767, what have you. It, it's literally impossible for even some of the most trained pilots to be able to make some of those maneuvers. The Pentagon one is the biggest smoking gun because you, you, there's no way you can come behind that trajectory and hit a very specific angle. And also there was no, there's so much with, with that one, but there's no way a human could have made that maneuver basically. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go into that here in a second. Um, <laughs> the Pentagon one is one of my biggest things when I gave this presentation, and I have a lot to say about that. But what, what I find interesting is, you know, there's a lot of things here that, that we, can, we can go into. Uh, but one of the things is, and we will talk about what your shirt as well, but there was nanothermite military-grade explosives found in the debris from the towers, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And people were going to say, oh, well, that's because of this or that. Like, there's no really explanation for that at this point, uh, from, from what I see. There's, there's no explanation for this. Now, they also say, again, going back to the steel that was used. The steel that was used, and I, I want to look this up. Um, so I, I have it. Sorry, I had this pulled up earlier, but I, I went away from it. Um, the steel that was used in the World Trade Centers. Oh, fuck off. I'm not using this website. Uh, the steel that was used in the World Trade Center was a very specific type of steel. The problem is, and the reason I keep bringing this up, is because there were... Um, there was melted beams found in the debris of the World Trade Center, okay? Melted, melted beams, that's what I mean, melted. Now, if you look up jet fuel, jet fuel burns at a constant temperature of a degree significantly lower than the steel is to be performed at. So it is physically impossible for jet fuel to burn that steel and melt it. That is physically impossible. Steel World Trade Center. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys that are watching. I have this stuff. Oh, up. no, you're, you're all good. You're all good. Um, So I'm going to pull this up right now. Yeah, A36 steel. Okay. A36 steel. 
This is very simple for everybody to look up. Melting point, that's what I was looking for. Okay, so A36 steel melting point. A36 grade contains about 0.05% sulfur. It melts around 2,599 degrees, 2,800 uh, degrees. Constant burning point. And I'm saying constant because I would have to have that. Of uh, jet fuel. The constant burning point of jet fuel The constant uh, melting point of jet fuel. Oh, come on, come on, guys. Is they're, trying, they're trying to stop you from completing this analysis. I'm sorry, 1,890 degrees. 1,890 degrees, okay. So let's compare the two. The, the constant burning temperature to melt the steel, the A36 steel that was used in the construction of the Twin Towers would have to burn at a constant temperature of over 2,600 degrees to even start to melt it. The constant burning temperature, and I mean constant, that it would have to burn consistently for a long period of time to melt it, would be, as jet fuel, 1,800 degrees. It doesn't even reach a melting point of the A36 steel. So you can't tell me that the steel that we found in the World Trade Center rubble that was melted was from jet fuel. That's a That's physically, physically impossible. Doesn't make any sense. So that's the difference. That's what people don't see is some of these things that are going on. Like, even if now I will say this, I'll give everybody credit. Some of you that may look this up and look at things, I will say this. The steel of A36 steel can weaken at about 650 to 700 degrees. I will agree with that. That's fine. The constant temperature of this uh, of jet fuel is not going to burn at 1500 degrees. It's going to burn at a much lower rate. While that jet fuel could have weakened that steel, that is for sure. But if even if that jet fuel weakened that steel, tell me how the toppling of that building destructed the entire rest of the steel a hundred floors down on top of it. You can't explain that to me. You can say that these people will say, oh, because of the force, it would just crumble the steel. Bullshit. Those buildings were meant to withstand anything. That, that doesn't make any sense. And again, like I said, if you watch the videos, you will see explosions coming out of the buildings um, as the building collapses. And you're gonna say, oh, that's because it was collapsing on the inside. No, it wasn't. It's, it's collapsing, it's collapsing altogether. It's not collapsing from the inside and spewing out. The, the, the explosions were happening 10, 15, 20 levels down as it started to collapse. There is no building in history that you can ever show me that from a, an, even a controlled explosion level that has been exploded by level by level and just went, honestly starts to explode and either falls one way or the other. Right. Okay? Right. So what I would like to see, which nobody has ever done, how about we do this? Let's take it, let's take a let's take a, a 50 story building that you're going to implode. Let's implode the top four layers. 
and let's see if all the rest of the building collapses because mm -hmm. I think we all know the answer to that question. And Nico in the chat, he said a great point a few minutes ago. Uh, the play Jenga, right? The game of Jenga. If on if on the if on the very top few you take one out, it's not likely to bring down the whole thing. It's going to topple. It's going to topple. Yes, yes. And you know, talking about the how it fell. You know, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Macroaggressions with Charlie Robinson. He uh, he used to he he works in Las Vegas. He does a lot of real estate stuff in Las Vegas and other places. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I've seen so many old casino controlled demolitions in the past or huge skyscrapers in Vegas. He's like, I know what a controlled demolition looks like. This was a controlled demolition. It was the exact same thing. And, you know, the other website I will say is um, we talked about, I talked to real quickly about the 911pilots.org. There's another website called um, Architects and Engineers for 911 Truth. So it's AE911truth.org. It's thousands of architects from around the world who have looked at the case study in the blueprints and all this stuff and said, it is factually impossible for it to have been destroyed by a plane. I mean, and, and, but the problem is, and we've talked about this with the mainstream news, there was a government, um, a government program, government people that came out with reports saying that, oh, this and this and this, but but then again, that's a bought and sold report by the U.S. government to to push an agenda. But, you know, in a great quote I have here, this was on the 9-11 Pilots website about what we've been told about 9-11. And this in this in this ties into every single aspect of it and every single aspect of propaganda. This is a quote from George Washington back in 1795. And this is still stays truth till this day. Quote, when one side of a story is heard and often repeated, the human mind becomes impressed with it insensibly. <laughs> just, just, like a, a, just like a court case. If you sue somebody, just you like have, COVID. just like COVID, you have the first narrative out there. Every other narrative, you're, you're constantly fighting upstream to try to fight that original thought. But they say it so many times. They say it so many times. Social distancing, mask, COVID. They say these things so many times that it's hard to fight it because they have such propaganda and such mind control out there. And George Washington knew this hundreds of years ago. What, what, what do we say with the song? Uh, step nine, once everybody starts to divide because of what we told them, that's when you conquer, it's called situational design, right? Um, I do, I do wanna bring up and, and, and you brought this up, and I'm, I'm sorry to change the subject because I'm looking through all of the, all this shit that I have. Uh, so one of the funny things, and one, one of the biggest things that I wanted to bring up, we know what happened with World Trade Centers. We can talk about that for days. We could also talk about what's on your shirt. But one thing I want to bring up before your shirt, and land it on your shirt. The Pentagon is a very interesting scenario for me. That was one of my biggest things with my presentation back when I was in college, I don't know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, uh, or well, whatever it was, 2000. God, how old am I now? Fucking losing track of time. You're, you're, you're really old. Let's just say that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're super old. You're, you're so old. You're, sure, you're so old. You should have died of COVID by now. I'm get there. Uh, <laughs> no, so, so here's the funny thing. 
if anybody's watching right now, I implore you to just Google pictures of the Pentagon attack. There's like two. Well, no, there's actually quite a bit. And, and here's what I find fascinating. Well, of, of the actual event, I, I would say. Well, yeah, out of the actual event. But even so, just pull up pictures of the actual Pentagon itself on the side of it. And here's why I say that. One of my biggest scenarios about my presentation back in college was <clears throat> we all know the size of a jet plane. And I think this one was what, a Boeing, uh, what was it, a Boeing 727, 737? Yeah, one of those. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking plane, guys. We, we get the point. Okay, so what's funny is the meters of the collapse was about 19 meters, which is what, about 30, 30 uh, you know, 35, 40 feet, 35, 40 feet wide. Mm -hmm. But the size of the jet that quote unquote flew in to the uh, Pentagon was about 38 meters wide. Okay. So if you're looking at the pictures right now, it looks like there was just a collapse of the building itself. Right. From one side, by the way, not the other, from one side. Okay. I want everybody to really, whether you believe me or not, I really want you to look at this picture of this building and look at it very closely. A Boeing plane that flew through that, number one, would have a hole to some regard. You would have a collapse, but would have some type of hole. But let me ask everybody, where are the wings? Where are the wings that flew into the building? Because all I see is essentially where the fuselage would have went into. There's nothing to the right or left of that where the wings would have been. Now, at that time, what they said was, oh, well, the wings broke off. The wings broke off before impact. Well, that's funny because at that time, I remember watching video, full evidence video, from a camera that was on the grounds of the Pentagon that showed the plane, quote unquote, plane flying in to the Pentagon. The wings never broke off, but what was funny about that video is it didn't even look like a plane. It was a security video from a gas station. I believe it was a 7-Eleven. And unfortunately, they showed it on the news very quickly. What oops. happened was, yeah, oops, oops. What happened was, is that that video got pulled very quickly. It looked like there was something that went down and almost bounced off of the ground and went into the building. Exploded. Mm. Okay. I'm not saying that a plane didn't hit the building. I'm just saying to you guys what I saw. If a plane, a Boeing 737 flew into this building and you're looking at the destruction, all you're seeing is a collapse of a building, not a plane flying into it. Because if you look at the World Trade Centers, that plane flew into the building. It wasn't just a hole. The wings were create. The wings were a thing too. I mean, it was wide, right? That didn't happen with the world uh, with the uh, Pentagon. 
It's just a collapse of a certain section of the building. What's funny about that too is when they said that the wings broke off before before it connected with the Pentagon because of the, you know, they said light poles and stuff like that. No wings were ever found. There was no evidence of wings from the plane. There's also no evidence of certain fuselages. And that's still going to be debunked to this day. But I'm telling you this much, that picture of that destruction of that building is not a fucking Boeing 737. Right. Not type of plane whatsoever. I don't even care if it was a fucking dodo. That is not the destruction of a fucking jetliner flying into a building. That is the destruction of a series of explosions going off to collapse a certain aspect of a building. Mm -hmm. And prove me wrong, and I dare you to prove me wrong. Not you, mm -hmm. that are watching. It, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, those video games we used to play on N64 where you could have a Oh, I don't know, a remote controlled rocket that you could slow down, speed up, go up, go down, turn left, turn right, and just so happen to squeeze into that specific spot. And, and here's what I want to do, and, and I wish we would have done this on tonight's stream, and I wanted to do this, but I didn't, I like, I, I have this huge setup in my, in my in my room, but I wanted to be able to you know, hook my camera up and, and, and actually show what I'm trying to talk about right now, because I think it'd be so much more beneficial. And I think we can do that in the future. But yeah, if you're looking at what I'm talking about, a lot of the things that me and Kyle are talking about, you cannot deny one bit. For example, the, the, the meters of the, the actual collapse of the Pentagon is 19 meters, which 19 meters is what? Uh, we're, oh, oh, my phone. 19 meters is, you know, let's say 40 feet. I, I don't know. The, is it what? 57 feet? Three feet to a meter? 57? Three, I think it's 3.3 feet, right? Yeah. Whatever. Something like that. Okay. Let, let, fuck it. We, you know, for, for those of you watching from another, another country, 19 meters. That's how wide the collapse of that building was in, in the Pentagon. The jetliner was 38 meters wide. 38 meters wide. So why wasn't there any destruction outside of that 19 meters? And you cannot say that the wings fell off, that the wings were destroyed by something else because the wings were never found. So that's where I say like, especially with what we're dealing with society right, right, right now, guys, I truly believe and I think a lot of us do that watch this podcast. We've been, we've been really tricked for a long time on a lot of things. I will say this, 9-11 was a wonderful thing for America in terms of patriotism and bringing society back together. I truly, truly believe even so it was planned to do something, and I think we know what that is, to do something in another country, and we wanted their resources. Those lives that were lost was absolutely unwarranted, no matter how you look at it. I agree a thousand percent with anybody that says that. But I do not believe that 
the attacks on 9-11 were those of just a terrorist organization that said, hey, let's do this one day. There was a there was a planned situational type of thing that happened to the benefit of the United States over time. And guess what happened now? All of that was washed away with what Joe Biden just did. Right. And kind of funny, kind of funny how it's coming to full circle right now. Yeah. And, you know, the 9-11 event itself is one of those events that it's so hard for people to wrap their minds around because it, it pretty much destroys your whole illusion of everything. You know, one of our, one of our good friends, you know, he had mentioned this to us in, in a group chat we have is like, he's like, he, he can't wrap his head around it. And, and somebody else I know she's on the left side. She also, she said, you know, I can't let my mind go that way because then if you believe that that was, um, uh, I'm not gonna say it's a, it's a false event, a false flag, right? An event meant to cause other things, but it was an actual event. She said, if I, if I believe that that was done by our government, then I, I, it ruins my whole, everything, everything I think about the government. And this is someone who hates George right. Bush. So she can't even, she can't even go down that path. And I think so many Americans and even abroad think the same way. You, you almost don't want to believe that that could happen. But, but let me, let me say one thing, you know, the people that rule this world, I don't know how many more uh, BS events need to happen before we realize that they are willing to kill as many of us as possible to achieve their objectives. The, the problem that most people have, and I had for a while, is thinking that most people think like me. <laughs> think, you know what I mean? Thinking that most people yeah. have normal human empathy in certain situations. No, right. no, no, no. These people are psychopaths. These people are egotistical maniacs. They are sociopaths. They, human empathy does not even register with them. That's why, you know, we call these people like lizard people. They are basically carnivores. Um, you know, they're, they're predators. They prey on us for whatever they need us to. They, they need us sometimes. They also need to kill us sometimes to get what they need. And they'll step right over our bodies and continue on. They're, they're, they're serial killers in suits and ties and in nice fancy dresses is what they are. And people need to realize that those kind of people exist. Just because you don't think that way doesn't mean that those people don't uh, think, think that way as well. It, it's, it's just a, a part of our world. And I think one people that thing that people have waken up to from a spiritual aspect uh, with, with all that's happened in the past few years is that there is a spiritual war going on. And there are, live, there are true demon-possessed people in this world figuratively, literally, whatever you want, however you want to call it. The, the devil is real. Satan, Lucifer is real. And you see it in the people who orchestrated events like this because they're willing to kill everybody and blame somebody else and pat themselves on the back and make billions of dollars off of war machines um, and not even bat an eyelid. Oh, yeah. And, and, and <clears throat> that's what's so sad. Um... You, you had made that point to me on the side the other day, and I had brought that point up to Nicole. Um, and for anybody watching this right now, I want everybody to realize that it's not, it's not Joe Biden and Joe Biden's administration that runs the world. It's not, 
it's not uh, China and their administration that runs the world or, or whoever you think. I heard something the other day that, that brought a lot, a lot of light to, to this kind of concept, right? You see the top four, uh, Forbes 100 top list of the richest people in the world. I hope that everybody realizes that's watching this. Those aren't the richest people in the world. They're not even close to the richest people in the world. The richest people in the world are worth trillions of dollars. And you know what you know about them? Nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. You know why? Because they run everything. You think that Joe Biden's a puppet and the U.S. government's running him? Who do you think's running the U.S. government? There's a reason for all of this happening. And we are just pawns in all of this whole scheme. And if oh, yeah. A, a huge uh, big picture that just came out today was, you know, whenever we talk about these big shadowy figures, the one that always comes up is uh, George Soros. Right. Because he's funded so many of these uh, things over that. He's funded so many social. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm going. he's funded so many of these social justice movements to get in. He's funded even more than that. He's funded a lot of liberal judges in California and Oregon and Washington so that people can continue to, to riot and do all this crazy stuff and get back out of jail. And he, he, him and his son were just happened to be hanging out with Nancy Pelosi, you know, the third, the, 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 the third, you know, uh, most powerful person in the country. <laughs> so, so interesting. So interesting. Continue. Yeah, it's just, no, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just so funny that I, I saw that same picture and I'm like, I'm like, you guys aren't even hiding it anymore. Right. You guys are just like, blatantly saying hey i'm hanging out with the people that are evil and majority of america is going to be like oh yeah that's no big deal or you'll never even see it because they won't let you see it that's what's right. crazy um, um one point real quick nico said a few a few seconds ago you know you don't have to believe what the elites believe about the world oh. but you have to understand that they believe it so yeah. you, you don't have to really understand like the full aspect of all the Lucifer luciferianism and stuff but you have to understand that they believe it and, and it's very important to them these ritual type events i mean e even it's something that i haven't wrapped my brain around i need to do more research on and people think the whole 9 11 thing was really part of a mass um ritual a satanic ritual a huge fire think about it like a huge towering fire there's some some things i'm going to listen to about that but you know they believe crazy things even if you don't believe it you have to understand that they believe it well and that's the thing like i mean I, I i would literally not put that past any of them with with what happens in society and i and i think uh you know what you said earlier you had you know kind of thrown this fact in there i think a lot of us need to realize and for those of us or for those of you watching right now you know we can get into a a whole political or i'm sorry a whole uh, spiritual talk on a, on a different uh, podcast, but I think it's very important for, for anyone to realize that Kyle's right with what he said a few minutes ago. This isn't just a right versus left. This isn't a, you know, you know uh, uh, this neighbor versus that neighbor, you know, brown versus white, uh, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, unmasked versus mass. This is a good versus evil situation. This has been happening for a long time, and it's getting very, 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 very big right now. And a lot of this is, is talked about, 
and we don't have to go into that context, but I, I think it's important for us to realize that this truly what's going on in today's society right now is a very spiritual battle, like Kyle said. It is a good versus evil, and we all know good will always win because that's, that's just the way it is. That's what's predicted. That's what we know. That's what we believe in. That's what we have faith in. But I can tell you this much. We have to continue to stand up for what's right because the evil as stand up will continue to get worse. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And we have to stand up to the evil. We can't control what happens by God's grace. God's grace is God's grace. What's going to happen is going to happen. But I can tell you this much. If we don't stand up along the way, we are going to be in fucking shackles and we are going to be crucified. We are going to be fucking shot. We are going to be taken advantage of. We are going to be told what we can eat and what we can't eat. One of the things that's in the scripture is famines. That's coming very quickly. That is literally coming right now. So sorry, guys. I got into a tangent there. No, that, that's good. And I think... Um... I think we'll leave it at, at that point. We got into a lot of, of stuff. And like you mentioned earlier, I do want to do what you mentioned about kind of the, the 9-11 kind of physical uh, scenario that you want to put together. I'm definitely down, down to do that. So let me know whenever you want to do that. Um, I had an amazing time chatting tonight. Thank you so much for everybody who was in the, in the chat. Nico, Big Bizzle, you guys are, are awesome. Like seriously, like, the, the fact that you guys have been hanging out with us this whole time participating, it, it really does mean a lot. And I appreciate that um, this, this content re resonates and it's um, it's impactful and, it, and it's helpful for people. And, it, and it's interesting, too. Right. It's it's not that we're just, you know, droning on about nothing. It's uh, interesting, I, I, I think. But um, oh, go ahead. And, the, and that's what I like too, guys, like, you know, those of us, I mean, we, it uh, looks like we have 12 people watching, which is, which is fine. You know, maybe at one point me and Kyle have, you know, 15,000 or 15 million people watching, but it's funny because we're, we're kind of feeding off you guys to an extent, you know, we, we have stuff that we want to talk about, but we also want to take your, your views into consideration as well. We want to talk about what, you know, how you feel and, and what your concepts are, because that's important to everybody. And that's the difference with our show. We're not CNN. We're not going to say, hey, your viewpoint doesn't matter. We're going to try to convince you otherwise. Even if you are somebody coming in and saying something completely different, we you know we want to hear those conversations. We want to talk about those conversations. We want to understand your viewpoint and we want to take that into context and have conversations about it because at the end of the day, guys, that's how society should work. If you have the viewpoint, you should be able to express it. You should be able to express it, express it freely. And whether it's right or wrong, there should be conversations that can take place to say, hey, I understand why you feel that way. Let's talk about that because even if somebody's completely wrong, if you have a normal conversation with them, you can change their viewpoint to the right because we know right and wrong. But there are some situations out there where we try to say, hey, you're stupid. You're, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong about this. You're wrong about that. That's not going to convince them. If we can have intellectual conversations, which is why me and Kyle do these things, you can kind of open up people's mind frames. You can kind of make them understand certain things. And even if they don't want to agree, there's one thing I've learned when me and Kyle do these things and Kyle's been doing this with, you know, a lot of his stuff. 
if we can't convince anybody, that's fine too, because guess what? There's no sense in arguing with, you know, ignorant people because no matter how right you are, they will always believe that they're right. Right. And there's no sense in doing that. But if we can change just five minds, yeah, those five minds might convince five more minds. Right. So that's the, and and that's my, and that's the approach I've been taking. You know, uh, I got a lot of comments yesterday when I posted my thing about, you know, getting my religious exemption for the vaccine. And one of the big things I, I, I saw and commented on a few times had a lot of back and forth was, well, you getting the religious exemption means that it's okay for other people to get it, but not yourself. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I first and foremost am going to look out for myself and my family. Okay. From there, if, if you're not looking out for yourself and your family first, you cannot push that focus outward to anybody else. You have to, you have to look internally and that's not a selfish thing, but it, just think about like when you talk about drug addiction, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anything else. You have to, you have to take care of yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually, even financially. Right. Um, and, and, and the, the point of, of, of the person's comment was that, well, you, you really need to be making a strong stance because other people, um, uh, other people aren't strong enough to make these kind of decisions, et cetera. And I'm like, that, that's fine, but that's their decision. That, if, if other people have chosen to take the vaccine, that's their decision, okay? I can't, I can't help them. I, I can't change the fact that people are going to be brainwashed to do things that they, sh- they, they shouldn't do or that I don't personally believe in. But the, the fact that- And how is it their right to tell us to do the, the exact opposite? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the whole point was flawed in itself was that by me getting the exemption, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I think it's okay for other people to get. I don't think it's people other, okay for other people to get, but they need to make that decision. It's all about personal responsibility. Well, and, and I, I, think, I think that's a, that's a, that's a valid point that me and Nicole have talked about for, for those of you still listening. If you're going to use a religious exemption, you better make sure that you believe exactly exemption because yes. that's a that's a whole nother route that you don't want to take because 70 years 80 years that you live on this earth is one thing eternity is a whole nother thing so right. don't use religious exemption as a tool use it because it's your belief right now at the time, when it comes to you know the aspect of, of like medical exemptions, you know, they're did not, you know, they might deny medical exemption, which you know, agreed with you. We worried about that for the last 30 days, man. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We worried about that. And they, of course they came in on the, on, on the darkest hour and yeah. Yeah. And I, in, in my, in my whole point to that was, you know, about, about, about changing a few mounds about, about, about planting seeds, like, right. Like, uh, like Nico said here a few minutes ago, planting some seeds. And, you know, after I posted that, people would ask me like, Hey, tell me a little bit more about it. And, you know, I sent some people with some private messages, not telling, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I will tell people, this is what I believe. And this is what I put as my exemption for something that is a strongly held belief for myself. I cannot tell you what to do. I cannot tell you that this works for everybody in every company in every situation. I will tell you what worked for me in my belief specifically, what you choose to do with that information 
is your own, but I'm willing to provide that information if people want to know more. And I gave some links to some great sites like wethepatriotsusa.org, which is fighting, helping people fight these cases. So I gave some, some information about that. And, but, and, and like we said, like I, I want to help a few people out, just give people some more information, not telling people what to do, giving people more resources of how to think and act for themselves is important. And that ties back to what we mentioned about the school system. Critical thinking is not taught. It's taught you're supposed to do, you're, you're taught what to think, not, not how to think. Yeah. And, and you, you really just hit the nail on the head with everything you just said there. At the end of the day, and I think Big, <laughs> Big Bizzle has been saying this all the time, um, we are going to leave it at this, guys. And this is Kyle's, uh, you know, Kyle's, Kyle's show. And, and I think we're, we're ready to end this. But I will say this. At the end of the day, we are taught to believe in one thing. It's not about religion. We're not taught to be Catholic. We're not taught to be Protestant. We're not taught to be, you know, atheists. We're not taught to be Nazareths or this or that. There's one belief and one belief only. God never wanted religion. God wanted one thing. He wanted the belief in him and his son, Jesus Christ, which is one and the same. Christianity is the only thing that is not a religion. So that's what we all need to focus on because I, I have noticed, like you said, I have noticed a lot of revival going on in today's society, including some very close friends of mine that we can get into in another conversation um, on another podcast. But uh, Big Bezel, we're with you, man. There's a uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of things happening right now, and the only belief is belief in God and Jesus Christ. And if we just fall, and I'll just say this to end this, and 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 my personal ending, if we just followed what Jesus Christ wants of us, we wouldn't have these problems we're having right now. We would be a very peaceful society, and that's all I have to say on our very short nine eleven talk. Very big. <laughs> talk <laughs> <laughs> yes yes very very short i think we're going on almost three hours we did hit some 9-11 in there i swear so a little um, bit, I'm, a, a, little bit. I, a little bit a little bit i may end up clipping this and putting and posting it in a few few separate days but um i i think this has been a great conversation we covered a lot of, of great stuff there's a huge spiritual war going out there um and it, it's it's bigger than any of these individual events and i think it's very important for us to to think about and, and focus on so and final guys, words cody if you guys would like and i i, I think I already, i'm already going to see this in, in in the chat i would love and i can do this on my my own potential podcast i'd like to start but i'm focusing on kyle's podcast um because he's got a quite a bit of of traction here and a lot of followers a lot of people listening around the world um, I would love to have a discussion about that spiritual battle and what's really going on in today's society, because I feel like a lot like we talked about today, when it comes to conspiracies, when it comes to, you know, what's going on in the world and, and, and the left versus right, a lot of people don't really see what's going on. But I think more importantly, a lot of people really need to see what's going on with that spiritual battle. So I would love to have that conversation with you guys.
Uh, and I know Kyle is, is, is a very proponent of that too. So hopefully we can make that happen soon. Awesome. Well, Cody, it's, it's always a pleasure and an honor and a blessing. We talk all the time. I'm glad we were able to get, get, get some of these on, on recording because a lot of, a lot of great stuff we covered here. And you know what? I don't even think I talked about Star Wars one time, did I? No, but I'll call you in two minutes. <laughs> I hold, hold on, hold on. Here, here's my Star Wars plug. That's hold it. on, hold on. Oh, okay. There we go. Baby Yoda. Cody is for those listening on the podcast. Coda, Coda, C- Cody is loving on Baby Yoda right now. Well, that sounded weird. Coda, <laughs> I'm combining. I'm combining Cody and Yoda. I'm saying baby Yoda. Cody is hugging baby Yoda very sweetly. And he's looking at me in the camera. And it's very sweet. Bye. And Bye. we all love baby Yoda. And okay, so for Conspiracy Kyle, for Cody, you can find him, by the way, you can find him at quickdraw1025 on Instagram. You can find me at conspiracy underscore Kyle on Instagram and Twitter. And that's conspiracy with a K. This has been Conspiracy in the Force. May the Force be with you, but most importantly, God bless. And God bless America. Thank you, John. And God, and God bless every country that it believes in truth and hey. people that believe in truth. And God bless the 13 service members that died in Afghanistan yes. after what has happened. We need to remember those individuals and every other soldier that's still still over there every other individual that's still over there absolutely and all and everybody who died on 9 11 and has or still dealt with effects of that here overseas abroad etc it's it's a it's a tragic event that that spanned multiple countries multiple people multiple generations so my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by that so take care god bless